There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 24 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 4 of season 2 of The Twelve Monkeys. I almost confused myself with the title. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Episode four. This was an awesome episode. Yes, it was. I am so excited that they're doing so great. So take us into episode four, Steve. Emergence. Jones reluctantly places her trust in Ramsey to bring Cole and Cassie safely home after they get stranded in the year 1944. As Ramsey looks forward to his chance to atone for his sin... Joan explores the true nature of time with old Jennifer Goins. It was really cool stuff happening. Yeah, lots of cool stuff happening. Okay, where shall we start? Well, we'll start with Ramsey getting sent back to 1944. I love the little, you know, beginning with this, though. Yes. (laughs) Because he's like, we need something from you. And he's just, of course, angry because, you know, Jones let Deacon take him. Mm-hmm. It's like, what did you need? Me to beg? Why you pull out my fingernails? <laughs> you need to connect electrodes Trots. to me? I was like, dang, okay, he's not happy, which obviously I understand. Yes. But wow. Yeah. Especially, you know, he's not going to be happy with Jones when he, you know, he he knows what was going to happen in the previous episode. And he says, well, let me see my son one more time. And Jones goes, you just did. Right. And you know. <laughs> Yeah, so she's got a lot to make up for. And so she makes the ultimate deal. She goes, you go back and get Cassie and Cole. We'll set you free to be with your son. But isn't that almost like a crap deal because of everything that's happening outside of like the bubble they're in? Yeah. It's like, I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking that's kind of bad. But yeah, at least you're not going to have. Is not deep. safe right now. Right, especially with the the weird anomalies. Did, thank you. I was like, what do they call them? Like just popping up. Yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, Ramsey obviously is just thinking, okay, my son. So beyond that, that's his only thought. So he does go back, but she gives him, which is interesting because I thought before they couldn't get it as exact as they're getting it now. Right. Because they, they, just the last episode, it was like a two month difference. Right. But they were able to get Ramsey two days before the incident. Right. And that's what, again, I'm like, wait, how are you guys getting it so super exact when you just mess that up? Well, I think a lot of that also has to do with the amount of time that you've actually had the serum in you and the number of jumps you've made. Because both Ramsey and Cassie really haven't done a lot of splintering, mm-hmm. not compared to Cole. So I think with Cole, when they set a time, he pretty much shows up at that time. Okay. 
with the other two, because they haven't splintered as much, they're not quite as accurate at getting them to the right place at the right time. Okay. But they got Ramsey pretty dead on. Unfortunately, yeah, except not in the right in the middle place. of the road. <laughs> right time, wrong place. Yeah. Yeah, because then he gets hit by a car. I shouldn't laugh at that. Why am I laughing? <laughs> Horrible person. Anyway, so very reminiscent of uh, episode one of Sleepy Hollow. (laughs) (laughs) At least he wasn't trying to talk to it. Yeah, we've seen that and other things. You know, Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. But you know, anyway, so he gets hurt. He ends up waking up in a hospital, and the nurse. Oh, was it just me, or was she a little snippy? Yeah, she was a little. Nurse Ratchet. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just thinking that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Ratchety. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love it because she's like, oh, well, you have some, oste- what is it, osteoarthritis? No, yeah. osteoporosis. Is, yeah. I always say these wrong. I apologize. In your hand. That's not normal. <laughs> okay, so maybe he's got problems, and you're like, you're falling apart. Sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> Great bedside manner there, nurse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, of course, you know, then she, he's trying to make a phone call, which I love how they link it together. Yep. That's the phone call that Cole received last episode. Yep. So he can try to give him the information. She hangs up. This is not for patients. Well, then tell him where the <laughs> phone for patients is. No, you take him back to his room and you drug him. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to get a hold of somebody. Obviously, he was hit by a freaking car. <laughs> Maybe you ask questions like, who are you trying to get a hold of? Is this somebody in your family? Right. I don't know. Anything but click. This isn't for you. Again, bedside manner. Glad that's changed some. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. 1944. You're in the middle... World War Two, yeah, it might not be the best time to uh, be unidentified, shall we say. But dang. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. The, she was a little extreme. I'm like, wait, is he really in like a prison ward or something? It was just, I wasn't sure. It's like, all right, we're going to dope you up. You'll be fine. You'll have surgery tomorrow. Night, night. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Deacon wasn't in this one, though, other than being mentioned. Right. So... We don't have anyone to, anything to talk about with Deacon. No. Take us away, Steve. Where are we going next? <laughs> well, I guess we probably ought to talk about good old Jones and Jennifer in 2044. Interesting things. Yes. A lot of interesting things going on with that. Mm-hmm. Because Jones figures out she's got nothing else to do. She can't help Cassie or Cole, so might as well go see the crazy one. <laughs> well, that's because when they're out looking at, you know, why the the trees have turned red, you know, the forest is changing, and the anomalies, all of a sudden they look over and they see the daughters. Right. And this seemed to scare the heck out of them. <laughs> Just a little. Like, wait a minute, why are they here? They're not supposed to be here. What's going on? So I'm guessing up until this point, even though the daughters have been mentioned and then we've seen what they've done, that basically in this particular timeline they're in right now in the future, the daughters are more just observers instead of actual, I mean, people are afraid of them, but they usually don't interact too much unless there's something major going on. 
Right. Yes. They they but do it, not get involved unless it's absolutely necessary. But it was a little more than just that because all of a sudden you see Jennifer Goins, an old Jennifer Goins, like coming around a tree, and apparently like nobody ever sees her. Right. Because they were all really surprised. <laughs> so you have really wait, not really. No. <laughs> Jones going to have tea with her. Except she didn't want to have tea. No. And she kept quoting the doors. <laughs> Although everything that Jennifer was coming up with was I can understand why Jones was so annoyed. Oh, absolutely. Cause, you know, not everybody speaks Jennifer. <laughs> you know, with the riddles, the crazy talk, and the drugs that are supposed to open Katrina's mind to how time actually works. <laughs> mm-hmm. And of all things that are that end up doing this, it's the leaves from the trees. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, hey, it's a maple tree. It, whatever made it to be this weird red tree now, it has psychedelic properties. <laughs> But I was wondering, do you think it's actually the tree or the leaves or the tea, however you want to call it? Or do you think it's somehow Jennifer just like learning to control what she has inside of her and like taking, you know, Jones with? Actually, I think it is almost a melding of being part of time. Okay. And for that brief second, Katrina actually is part of time because both her and Jennifer are in the forest, not the red one, but in the green one. Mm-hmm. And she realizes that the primaries are time. Very interesting how it yes. all happened. So it should be interesting to you to see where that goes because she seemed very surprised that Jennifer was able to do this. Yes. And trying to explain it, you know, Jennifer is doing her best, but well, Jennifer's a little loopy. <laughs> so I think it was really hard for them to, you know, kind of come to an understanding. Yes. Yes. I mean, it, how do you explain time to somebody who is a scientist who only sees things that can be proven? You know, scientists are very close-minded people because you have to prove it to them for them to believe it. And, and yet she created time travel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think... That Jones probably has the best chance, yes, yeah. of understanding. Yes, absolutely. Besides yeah. Cole. <laughs> and I think we will see that Cole is more important than everybody realizes before this all right. is all. I'm just going to say every time one of these other travelers, one of the monkeys basically, comes in contact with Cole, they don't kill him. Yeah. I almost feel like the witness is going to be Cole. Uh, would not surprise me a bit. It's like we cannot kill James Cole. Yep. The witness has spoken. That's because maybe he's saying, hey, don't kill me. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm be going strange, to be experiencing would... all this with you. That would be really weird. Yes, it would. <laughs> so, yeah, back and forth. They end up being able to go back to the future but not before they once again run into the one of the the monkeys. Yes. Who yes. didn't die. Right. Vivian catches Ramsey mm-hmm. after he makes his escape from the hospital. And her partner handcuffs him to a heating unit 
so they can continue their mission and end up completing it. She seemed to sympathize with Ramsey, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a whole lot going on there that, you know, she goes, you're not supposed to be here, but... But everything he did, he did for his child. And she's like, I cannot have children. My story ends here. But it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> and that leads to something else, but you have that F FBI? Yeah. The FBI Secret Service agent popped back up in this one. Of course. And we see what had happened when they first took Cole and Cassie. Yep. I'm like, wait, which one? <laughs> Too many names in this episode. And how basically they were, you know, doing the tough guy thing back in 1944, beating up Cole. And right. He wasn't giving any information. And, of course, you know, they're like trying to get to Cassie. He drags you into this. You don't have to go to jail for him. Ramsey saves them, and somehow he pops up later with Vivian because he's, like, hearing them talk about splintering and time travel, and he's, he did not freak out. I was expecting him to be all, like, these people are crazy, blah, 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 because later, when they're talking to him and they explain everything to him more in depth, he's like, oh, okay, and he sees them splinter out, and he's just like, all right. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> How is he so calm? If he was freaking out with, you know, uh, thinking that they were Russian, or is it just because he thought that they were Russian spies, and then when he found out they weren't, he was totally fine? I'm not sure. I think there is more to this guy as well, because I'm almost positive he's the one who left the picture of Cassie and Cole oh, in yeah, the he motel does. room. Yeah, That was like the last scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I'm like, he's so cool about it. I don't understand. All right, let me move past this. Let's go back to Vivian for a second. So Vivian's alive. Cole finds her. He doesn't kill her. No. The Secret Service agent is there when this happens. And again, no no question. Why is she not in jail? Very good question. Apparently, in the 40s, they didn't believe that injured criminals had to be in jail. That they Well, I mean, even after the fact. Right. Because at the end... She actually does die, but she's older, like much older. Right. She's in like a mansion. Mm-hmm. And in walks her son. And we immediately know who it is by the hat. And this was messing with me, too. I'm like, okay, I love how they string it all together. But still, it's like, what the heck? <laughs> Why was she not in jail? Mm-hmm. She killed somebody. She admitted it. She should have been in jail. Yeah. Yep. And then this would have never happened. Exactly. And we wouldn't have the damn pallid man. <laughs> right. Who, bam, fast forward somewhere in between, because Jennifer stumbles into basically a mental health, I don't know, hospital? Right. Yeah, this is right when Cole tells her to find a new purpose. She ends up checking into the to the mental hospital. You think that's the time period? Because I was thinking it was maybe it could have been earlier before. Yeah, it could. Cole have been. meets her. Yeah, it could be. See, this is when I was getting a little confused with time. Right. Yeah. But yeah, she just stumbles in. She's like, "I'm ready. I'm ready for the voices to stop." And the nurse, you know, the intake nurse, or whatever, is like, "What's your name? Really? Again? You're just like, ah, all right, we'll take you, and you're good." Yeah. I'm sitting there like, what? 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 I was confused. And, oh, look who's outside. Yes. Because I thought, cause I thought he was the... dead by the end of season one. 
Mm, yeah, maybe. So yeah, yeah this was like... probably before. This is yeah, just before she met Cole, oh. probably. Okay, or like a while before, because she seemed a lot more stable by the time she met him. Even though I wouldn't call Jennifer going stable at all. <laughs> just say. Yeah. A lot happening in this episode, and I know we missed something. So, you want to fill in the holes there, Steve? Oh, we do get a quick scene with Jones and <clears throat> Eklund where, uh, you know, Jones is really having issues with all of this. And he reminds her that she's an explorer and explorers go wherever they have to to get answers. And so that was the one thing that got her to finally say, yes, I need to go back and see Jennifer again. And so that was a big deal. Uh, let's see. What else was there? There, the, um, the way that they were going to get him back was Ramsey was to put a ad in the paper in which future Katrina would see and know where to go to get them. And that ends up working. So those, which I think they were all surprised that that worked. Yes. There was, they weren't very sure that, um, uh, it was going to work, but it did. And I think that's really the only thing we didn't touch base on. I mean, this was another one of those just jam-packed with everything. Right. We're in the future. We're in the past. past. We're in the our now. You know, our now, their past and future. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's really hard to talk about this show when you're trying to talk about what years they're in. Exactly. And which tense to use. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, everyone, please rate and review us on every platform you find us on because we're branching out into some new ones. So if you're listening to us, thank you. Please rate and review. Good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell the guy you sit next to on the train. And we really do hope you're enjoying our podcast. (laughs) Your podcast. And we want to hear from you. We want to know what you like about the show, what you think they should add to the show, what we should be talking about that we're not talking about. Shoot us an email, fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find all of our contact info on www.fangirlzone.com, contact tab up at the top. You can leave us a message on Facebook, on Twitter, on, I think I have Google Plus on there. I have a lot on there. (laughs) You can find us all over. Just leave us a message, and we will get back to you. Your emails, we will read on air. And if you want to be part of the show, make sure you shoot us an email, because we'll read them. We might even have you on here, especially if you're one of the super sci-fi fans, much like Steve and myself. Absolutely. So Steve has 10 million podcasts. (laughs) So let Steve run down his list for you. All right. Currently, you can find me on the C-Word Podcast, an Orphan Black Podcast, Felix's Helixes, an Orphan Black podcast over on SouthgateMedia.com. You can find me on the current triple cast for three episodes of Sherlock Holmes movies on Golden Spiral Media. And you can find me on Hollow Nine doing Sports Night, Lone Gunman, and about to start Wayward Pines. All right. So, for episode 24 of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve, and I don't have the time to break on through to the other side with you. Jim Morrison, primary. Until next time.